All right. So today, guys, we have a big episode for you guys. We got a lot to talk about, including the Seahawks, how they can make the playoffs, and how they will be eliminated. Mm-hmm. So, in- including that, we will cover the Seahawks versus Steelers game. Look ahead for the Seahawks. We'll cover the Kraken Winter Classic and the Flyers game that I went to. We're also going to briefly discuss something that we haven't talked about, the a Thunderbirds game that I went to. And in place of Sounders, we're going to cover the recent Huskies versus Texas game, NFL picks for Week 18, and talk about the history of Mariner Stadium. Uh, yep, we'll also look at the impact that the Winter Classic might have on the future of the Kraken. But we'll get into that more later. So with yep. that, let's get started. Yep. All right, so right now you'll be discussing the Seahawks versus Steelers game. So my prediction was right about that um, win for the Steelers. Ryan predicted a Seahawks win after he read an article. Hey, 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 you, you still, you, you still were wrong about the Titans. Yeah, I just like to say that. I, I was wrong about the Titans, but you were wrong about the Steelers. And so. I was originally proje- projecting a loss for the Seahawks against the Steelers, just not on the podcast. Yes, sure, sure, sure. I told you this. Okay, okay, whatever, Ryan. All right. Anyway, so um, for for the Seahawks to get in the playoffs this week, this next week, uh, we need the Packers to lose against the Bears. Mm-hmm. And the Seahawks have to win against the Cardinals. What do you think the Seahawks' chances are of making the playoffs? Well, I if they're not terribly bad. Yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking like fifty. I'm, I'm thinking like around forty percent. Yeah, forty fifty somewhere in there. So they're, the odds aren't too low though. I think I think the Packers probably have a fifty percent chance of making the playoffs or like. I think the Packers will make the playoffs. Okay. I think the Packers will lose ownership to the Bears and the Seahawks will make it in. All right. Add this to pro- the projection board, Ryden. I, I know. Mm-hmm. And um, last fun fact for you. Most of you probably know this, but last year, the Seahawks only got into the playoffs because the Packers lost the last game of the season. Oh, okay. So I think the Packers are going to lose ownership to the Bears. And Justin Fields will crush the Packers' defense. Okay. Because remember, guys, it's still Joe's, Joe Barry's defense. Like, they got lit up by the Panthers. Mm-hmm. The Panthers. The Panthers scored 30 points on them. So, Ryan, um, for the Seahawks versus Steelers game, what um, highlights did you see for the Seahawks specifically? Like, what did they do well? What did they do well? Yeah, I, I, I can tell you what they didn't do well. I can tell you it wasn't stopping the run. Okay. That was pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. I thought Seahawks' defense was terrible. I think it was just the run defense. The safeties did pretty well with um, coverage. Yeah, safeties did fine. I just thought um, that the Steelers' offense was a lot better. Um. Devin Bush didn't play that well. It was supposed to be like a revenge game for him against mm-hmm. the, his old team because uh, Jordan Brooks was out this week. So really the only good thing on defense was really the, uh, I think, the safeties. I think Julian Love did pretty good. Yeah, the score was a lot higher than me and Ryan predicted. It was um, three points higher for me and six for Ryan. Are you sure about that? Yep. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it was six points, what? For the because, Steelers higher? Six points yes. Yeah. Just overall, how many um, points would be scored at the game? Okay. And um, let's see, what else? I think that I think the, um, the Seahawks need to do a little bit better in the second half with running. Okay, yeah, I would agree with that. So, uh, Kenneth Walker got injured. I don't think he came back in the game. He, yeah, I don't think he did. And uh, for whatever reason, the Seahawks just can't get Zach Charbonnet running this year. That's really the key. They have to get him going. If they can get him going, it'd be like Chris Carson and Rashad Penny when they were both healthy for like two weeks in like mm-hmm. 2019. It was an mm-hmm. amazing 2-1 punch back then. Mm-hmm. So, Geno Smith started. Ryan, do you, would you rather have had Drew Locke start, or do you think this was a good move? No, I would have had Geno Smith start. I would. I was, because I was watching the game, and I was like, it, it really wouldn't matter, in my opinion, who started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, Drew Locke has just kind of gotten lucky in his starts. Like, the uh, passes with the deep balls have barely gone through. And yeah. Like, the game-winning touchdown. It, Jackson Swift and Jigba only caught it with, like, four fingers on the ball. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so, Hudson, who do you think will make the playoffs out of these three teams? Vikings, Packers, or Seahawks? Packers. Okay. So, the Vikings are still alive in the playoffs. They play the Lions, which is going to be a hard game to win. Yes. So, the only way the Vikings can get in is if the Packers lose, the Seahawks lose, and they win. That That's pretty unlikely. Okay, and for the Seahawks to get in, they need the Packers to lose. And um, the Seahawks need to win against the Cardinals. No, the Packers can lose or tie. Okay, yeah, they could tie. And the Seahawks can either well, have to uh, win... Or uh, if the Packers lose, they can also tie. But if the Packers tie and the Seahawks tie, the Seahawks can't make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if the Packers lose and the Seahawks either get a win or a tie, they're in. Okay. And if the Packers tie, the Seahawks still must get a win. Okay, so Ryan, let's just say the Seahawks... W- would have won to the Steelers. What would it take to them for them to make the playoffs? Win and you're in. Okay. If they won against the Cardinals, they would have automatically been in the playoffs. Okay. So that's all that it takes there. Mm-hmm. Anything else you have to add? Uh, no. Okay. Let's move on to NFL picks. All right, Ryan, now it's time for the final week of NFL picks. This is week 18. All right, and when the um, NFL picks are over, we will then translate to um, our hockey picks. Yep, and then once the Mariners start, we'll do MLB picks. Yeah, but with the MLB picks, and um, so uh, there's a little bit of an overlap between hockey and MLB. So when that starts, we will just pick the games for the, for the Seattle teams. Yeah. And then after that, we'll just transfer over. And then, so Ryan, let's just start with Steelers versus Ravens. I have the Steelers winning. I have uh, the Ravens are probably going to rest starters. So I have the Steelers winning. Mm-hmm. 
All right, Texans at Colts. I think it's going to be Texans. I have Texans. Mm-hmm. All right, this is a big one. Jaguars at Titans. I have Titans. Jaguars. Mm-hmm. All right, um, Vikings at Lions. I think the Lions will win by quite a bit. The Lions will win. They're playing their starters. Mm-hmm. Falcons at Saints. I think Saints. Falcons at Saints. I am picking Saints. I have I my prediction is that that game will be within three. Jets at Patriots. I say Patriots. <sighs> Jets. Okay. Buccaneers at Panthers. I I say the Bucks will win. Bucks. Mm-hmm. Browns at Bengals. I have Browns winning. Oh, uh, let's see. Browns at Bengals. Yep. So uh, the Browns probably need this game still. At Bengals, the Bengals are eliminated. We're gonna go with Browns. Okay. Bears at Packers. I have Packers winning. Bears, 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 Bears. Okay. Go yeah. Bears, go. Go <laughs> Bears, go. Cowboys versus Commanders. I have Commanders. <laughs> I know it's kind of a weird pick, but... <laughs> Obviously the Cowboys. Obviously the Cowboys. <laughs> this this next one is a... I think it would be a pretty easy win. Broncos at Raiders. I have Broncos. Raiders. Why? Russell Wilson has been benched. Okay, yes. Yeah. But... And the Raiders, their interim head coach is playing for a job right now, so you know they're going to bring it for that guy. Because they all, they all like the, that interim coach, and they'll want him to be around next season. Russell Wilson got benched, what, a little over a week ago or something? Uh, yeah, just before the game, their um, game against the Chargers. Okay, next one, Eagles at Giants. I have the Eagles winning this one. Eagles at Giants, I have the Giants winning this one. Mm-hmm. All right, Seahawks versus Cardinals. I want to hear what you say, Ryan. Seahawks will tie. There have not been many ties this season, Ryan. Tie. You sure about that? Tie. Okay, I have it within three. I say Seahawks. Okay. Rams at 49ers. Unfortunately, I have the 49ers winning. I mean, I don't like the Rams either, so 49ers. Actually, no. Christian McCaffrey's not playing. I will take the Rams. Mm -hmm. I'd rather the Rams win. I just think the 49ers will win. Chiefs at Chargers. I think the Chiefs will have an easy win. Chiefs at Chargers. Chiefs. Last one, Bills at Dolphins. I say Bills. I'm going to go with Bills. Okay. And that was our final NFL picks for the NFL season. So let's move on. Go Seahawks. Joey, Joey, Joey. What a great... heard that if you watched the Kraken game. Yeah, what a great week for Joey to cord. I mean, so if you if you don't if you haven't watched the last episode, you wouldn't know that I actually went to the Kraken versus Flyers game, and it was because so here's how it went: someone from the Flyers got a goal in the first period, then nothing happened in the second really. I mean, just a bunch of passing back and forth, but no goals were scored. Then it went into the third. Um, Vince Dunn got a goal. It was a long goal, and. It was that then that tied it up one to one. Nothing else was scored 
in regulation time. So it went into overtime. And Ryan, I was thinking, oh, shoot, the Kraken are going to lose because they don't usually do well in overtime that much. <laughs> and then Justin Schultz, with two and a half minutes remaining, got the Kraken the win. Two to one. Uh, yep. All right, and what did you, what else did you see from the game aside from Joey Decord? That that game was the best game I've ever seen Joey Decord play. Okay, well, I think uh, it was very defensive minded. Nobody really got going. Mm-hmm. Like uh, there'd be a shift every now and then where a team would have the puck in the uh, offensive zone, but they wouldn't score. Yeah. And then uh, the Flyers got breakaway sometimes, like two-on-ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe at some point, I think it was in the second period, there was a um, breakaway where there was one Flyer player in alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was stopped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, one more thing about the Flyers game before we got into the Winter Classic. Um, Travis Connect Me was the one who sc- scored the goal, which it really only happened because of Vince Dunn. Yeah. Like, he originally uh, missed the net, and then it unfortunately it bounced off of Vince Dunn. I think it was his shin mm-hmm. or lower leg. Yeah. And um, even though Oliver Borkstrand did not score, he did get two assists. Um, Yanni Gord got an assist, Alex Weinberg got an assist, a lot of assists, and I, th- I thought it was a great game to watch in person also. Uh, so now let's go ahead and get into our Winter Classic game. Yep. So Hudson, what, we, what did you think of the game? Well, if I'm being quite honest, Ryan, I thought it was a little boring. boring. I mean, it. I was expecting at least twice as many goals to be scored total. Twice as many goals? Yes. You were expecting six goals to be scored? Total. Not by just the Kraken, but total. Who were you expecting to win? I had my prediction on Golden Knights, but... It's funny, because this this is like the exact um, money line parlay that they presented before the game. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. So, in regulation time, it didn't go into overtime or anything, but one goal was scored for each period only by the Kraken. It was a 3-0 three, three win against the Kraken. Um, Ryan, for the Kraken? Yeah. Ellie Tolovin and Will Borgen got, and Yanni Gord also were the three. Yeah, um, and all three goals were scored within five minutes of each period. That's right, yeah. So, and the assists were uh, Vince Dunn, Adam Larson... Kai Karche, Ali Tolvanen, and then unassisted for Yanni Gord because he stole it from the defender. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of passing. I, I, that was a good part of the game, but I just thought it was a little boring. It, it was a very, it was a hard checking game where you just want to make a simple play and get in and out of your zone. Yeah. And um, the Kraken didn't play amazing defensively like they they would give away a few chances but they always like came back and like they would defend the pass and get it off of the player's stick yeah and one thing i noticed joey decord still played really good as goalie but he didn't get many opportunities to block like not very many shots were coming his way well um there wasn't a lot of shots but um there actually was a lot of shots at the end of the like in the third period 
Because mm-hmm. there was um, 25 total shots on net for mm-hmm. the Golden Knights. Yeah. So there were uh, plenty of shots. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, they had 15 in the third period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the Kraken are now on, as I mentioned, five straight wins. Four of them, the, the first four wins, aside from yesterday, were all within one goal. And it was most, a lot of them were two to one. Kraken, two to one Kings, three to two Ducks, two to one Flames, and two to one Flyers. And so, yeah, um, and that was the Winter Classic was held at T-Mobile Park. All right, so uh, the game for Joey Decor actually could have been better, Hudson. Really? How do you figure? Uh, so late in the third period, uh, Vegas had an empty net, and the puck came to Joey, and mm-hmm. he was trying to shoot it down into the empty net. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, it bounced right in front of him, so he couldn't. Okay. So he almost had a goal. Mm-hmm. Okay. A goalie goal. You don't hear about that often, do you? No. All right, so um, Ryan, what did you see for, that was good for the Golden Knights? Uh, good for the Golden Knights. Yeah, even though they didn't score any goals. It was their, it was Jack Eichel. Okay. For offense, he he was doing pretty well. He just got robbed multiple times by Joey Decord, or he hit the crossbar. Mhm. I think he hit the crossbar once. Pretty sure he hit the post. And then he got um, robbed by Joey near the end of the game with a glove save. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anything else you have to add, Ryan? Uh, the defense for uh, Vegas wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, yeah. One of the goals came just because Yanni Gord didn't give up on the play and he managed to stole the puck from one of the defenders. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the... The first goal with Vince Dunn um, assisting on it to Ellie Fulvenden only came because uh, Vegas, he Vince Dunn just barely got it through the leg of a Vegas player. Yeah. And then they got lucky with the tip going into the net. Okay. Speaking about Ellie Tolvenen, this is this time last year he played his first game for the Kraken. It was January first, twenty twenty three. Oh wow. Okay. He was claimed off of waivers from the Nashville Predators. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, what started on January 1st, 2023, last year, was the Kraken won against the Islanders 4-1. to And after that, they went on a tear of a month, I think. And that was the uh, month that had the road trip with the seven-game road trip when they won all of their games. Yeah. The first time in NHL history. So in the in the month of January last year, the start of the new year, uh, that started their um, eight game winning streak, mm-hmm. and in that month they went twelve, two, and one. Yeah. Oh wow. They got twenty five points in that month. Wow. And so Ryan, the day after I went to the Flyers game. This is the first time mentioning this team on the podcast. I went to a Seattle Thunderbirds game. 
versus Everett Silvertips. The Thunderbirds lost four to five. It was a really close game. So in the first and some of the second, the Everett Silvertips were leading three nothing. The Thunderbirds got three goals in a row after that to tie it three to three. Then the Everett Silvertips in the um, final period got two to make it three five. And then the Thunderbirds got one goal with under two minutes remaining to and then nothing was after that, so it was a final score of four to five. There were a lot of fights in this game. Well, yeah. Uh, so uh, scoring like that tends to happen in uh, junior hockey for some reason. It's a lot more offense, not as much defense. Well, yeah, and the goaltenders aren't as experienced and don't always get the shots or blocked. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's the. Uh, that's the really the reason I don't actually tend to watch uh, junior hockey that much. Okay. I I tend to like games that are more like three to two. Really, I actually like it when the um score is high. I like because that was nine because the Kraken game went to only three goals were scored. This was nine. I I like these kind of games with the high score. I can't stand them. Why? Well, I I I mean, if it's for the Kraken, like if they score eight goals, like. Okay, I, I, I like that, but if like if it's like freaking eight to nine, Los Angeles Kings versus the Los Angeles Kings and goes goes into overtime, I don't like that. Well, I yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys know what uh, game I'm talking about, but uh, last year there was a game against the Los Angeles Kings, and where it was eight eight tie and it went into overtime, and it ended up nine eight a crack in a win. Mm-hmm. Right. Too many goals. And Ryan, I forgot to mention this, but for the Winter Classic, there was something about the Kraken getting sued for uniform. Oh yeah, they got they got sued for um. So this there was a uh, different guy in the city who actually owns the right to the um, like the looks of the Metropolitans, which mm-hmm. was a hockey team back in 1917. Mm-hmm. They won the first Stanley Cup. They were the first American team to win the Stanley Cup. Okay. And um, so uh, the Kraken tried to negotiate with him to let them wear the uniforms, and they would give him some money. But uh-huh. uh, he rejected, and they went ahead and wore them anyway, so he uh, sued them. Oh, wow. How much money did he get? Uh, It's still a pending suit. Oh, okay. So it hasn't actually been settled yet or gone to court yet. Mm-hmm. Alright guys, so now we'll be discussing the history of Mariners, T-Mobile, Safe Coach, the history of the stadium in general. So they changed, um, so in 1999, T-Mobile Park, what it is now, opened the, it was it was Safeco Field. Then they um changed. Then it was Mariners Field, Seattle Ball Ballpark, and then there was a nickname, the house that Ke- that Griffey built. Those were just nicknames. And um, they also hold college basketball, football, soccer, WWE concerts, events there. And it so it, it's held for a lot of different things. But obviously, it's only baseball in the main season. It can hold 40, 48,000 people about. Um, and but it could be extended a little more if if it needed to be. They um in the first game played there in 1999, 
was Mariners versus Padres. And that's kind of funny because that was the first Mariners game I went to was Mariners versus Padres. The Mar- it was a close game. The Mariners lost two to three, and um, which is surpri- surprising because that was about the time that the Padres weren't doing very well. And then in 2023, they weren't doing that well either. And it changed the name T-Mobile Park in 2018, but it was known as Safeco Field um, up until that from 1999 to 2018. And a retractable roof. So if it rains, that's not a problem. Not not all stadiums have that. It's like half or so. And natural grass, all that stuff. It, it is one of the um, best view stadiums. Like anywhere in the ballpark, you're going to have a great view. Because it's not like the Yankee Stadium, they actually put seats behind posts, Ryan, so you can't see the game. That's how old it is. Well, can't you just, like, get up there and, like, move around and see the game? Yeah, but if you're wanting to sit and watch the game, it's not very, um, you know. The Washington State Legislature agreed to public funding and construction because it started in 1997. And so it was at a selected site south of the Kingdome. And um, they did play at the Kingdome in the early 1990s. Then it changed and they blew up the Kingdome in, I think, 2000. Yep, March um, 6, 2000. Yep. And until 2013, Timo Park ranked among the most pitcher friendly ballparks. And so that's why uh, the pitchers are always the Mariners' strong suit. That's that's who they try to get. And that's really catchers and pitchers is who the Mariners care about the most. They don't really look for outfielders, infielders as much. If they have a pitcher, they're going to go for that first. Um, but the stadium went under renovation um, and it moved its fence closer to make it more balanced that season. That was 2013. And yes, that's sum up the history of T-Mobile. Alright everyone, so now in place of the Sounders, we will be talking about yesterday's Huskies versus Texas game. Now, Ryan, it was such a close game, I actually thought Texas would win in the end. So, Huskies got a touchdown first, then Texas got a touchdown, and then Huskies got a touchdown again. Texas got a touchdown, Huskies got another touchdown, then Texas got a touchdown, and then the Huskies got a field goal and a touchdown, and then Texas made a field goal. And for a final score of Huskies win 37 to 31 in the last two minutes of the game was the most dramatic ending in football I've ever seen. It, so it clearly you've never heard of the fail Mary. <laughs> okay. You can talk about that after this. So anyway, with 20 seconds remaining, there was an incomplete pass in the end zone that would have, um, that would have won the um, Texas the game unless they like missed the extra point or something but that really rarely ever happens Um, then it went down to the five second mark after like two more incomplete passes in the end zone the Huskies are really getting down their um, interception that was fantastic then one of the Texas um, I think it was the quarterback threw the ball away in the foul territory and it ran out the clock but it once the football hit foul territory there was one second remaining on the clock so they reset the clock they reset the clock to one second and the quarterback threw it and it was an incomplete pass it would have won texas the game if it um weren't incomplete 
This is how not dramatic. <laughs> huh? This is how not dramatic, Hudson. Ah. <laughs> uh. Well, I, Ryan, I, I don't, I would, I think a lot of people do agree with me, but a lot of people don't. I like college football better than NFL. I can't stand college football. I, I college football is, it's, it's more interesting. College football, the rules, I don't like the rules. Okay. Like, the clock stops when you first down. Okay, yeah. Let's see, what are the, some of the other rules that I don't like? Anyway, so... There's Washington. way too much passing in college football. That's what I, I like that about college football. And they score way too much. Like, have you ever heard of defense? Hello? Yeah. Yes, it exists. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I find it more interesting, and I think there's more action in it. Um, so, I think there's less action. So... Michigan yesterday beat Alabama. Alabama was fifth seed. Michigan was number one. Michigan, that was in a close win, actually, surprisingly, of Michigan. And then Texas, or Washington, obviously, beat Texas yesterday. So they're 14-0, haven't lost a single game this season. On January 8th, where there, it'll be the college playoff championship and Washington versus Michigan. That's, I think he meant fourth seed. <laughs> Alabama's fifth. They're fourth. Nope, they're fifth. I'm really looking forward to the championship, Ryan. Are you going to watch it? Uh, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it'll be a close game because Michigan's one, um, Washington is two. And, um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting for sure. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is going to win? Do I have to make this prediction? You have to make this one. Let me hear what you say first. Oh, what I say first? Well, I am predicting the Huskies to lose. And the score will be... We are going to go... Oof. 31-28 in overtime. I might as well agree with you. I mean, Michigan's a great team. So, it, it's, it will be close, for sure. Though. I have it with, within, with definitely within seven, maybe within six. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's move on. Okay guys, I'm actually recording this after what me and Ryan recorded earlier, so this is the only segment today I'm doing by myself because we forgot to do the trivia, so I'm just going to do it real quick. So um, for Sounders, the question was, who was a founding minority celebrity in the Sounders? And that was option A, Drew Carey. For the Mariners, the question was, who has the most stolen bases all time? And that was option D, Ichiro Suzuki. For the Seahawks, it was how long has Pete Carroll been coaching total? And that was option A, 50 years. And lastly, for Kraken, the question was who was the first round draft pick for the Kraken? That was option C, Matty Beniers. So that's all we have for trivia.
All right, so that's all we got for this episode. Go Bears, go. Go Seahawks. Packers. Boo. Boo. <laughs> okay. Next episode, we will cover the Kraken versus Senators game. That should be a good one. Look ahead at the Seahawks versus Cardinals. Continue with Mariners and Sounders talk and do a deep stat outlook on Kraken goalie Joey Decord. Speaking of great defense. Uh, yep, and that's all we have for this episode. So mm-hmm. with that, this has been the Seattle Flying High Sports Podcast. Thanks for listening.